You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Alhamdulillah, uh, that gives you uh, solutions. And alhamdulillah, some of the solutions that are, are given is given by, you know, doctors of the highest eminence. And one of them is that he's very popular on our platform is our very own uh, Dr. Farooq. Hafiji, he's a specialist family physician and alhamdulillah, well respected by the community, someone that I've known for many years and our love and our bond for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been growing stronger and stronger. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Dr. Farooq Hafiji and Jazakallah Khaira for joining us on Medical Files this evening. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Shafat and to your listeners. Yeah, I tell you, they really get excited when you come on board, Doctor. And what a topic after, you know, this silly season and so forth, the effects of overindulgence. And, you know, uh, there could be an ambiguity, uh, you know, a double meaning uh, to uh, overindulgence. You know, you can overindulge uh, by eating and so forth. And also you can over overindulge a child or overindulge an individual and make them into a spoiled brat. But uh, we will talk about that a little later. Let's go into the... Uh, you know, the physical side of it, uh, you know, when you're eating and you're overindulging, what are some of the repercussions, uh, doctor? Uh, yes, uh, you know, we are a, uh, an, an ummah of moderation in everything that we do. Uh, we need to moderate ourselves. And uh, Rasulullah has given us guidelines and uh, we, need, we need to use those guidelines. And of course, the famous one that people quote as far as eating is concerned, is that uh, the, uh, the hadith of Rasulullah which says that uh, when you in we eat, one third must be food, one third water, and one third must be left empty. Uh, so you can, we, can, uh, we can understand that in medical terms as well. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. So, uh, you know, because you need a little bit of space in the stomach uh, for the stomach to churn the food, to mix the food. Uh, like I'll give you an example, like if you, if you take a, a food mixer uh, and you, f- you fill the food mixer up right to the top uh, and then you put the machine on, uh, you'll find that the food will splatter all over the place because it, hasn't ha- it doesn't have enough space to move around inside uh, for it to, to mix properly. So that's, that's the reason for a one third of our stomach to remain empty so that it gives the stomach a bit of a chance uh, to 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 mix the food, and also uh, so that the that that food that the stomach is mixing is not spilling up into our chest and giving us reflux and heartburn. So that that's that's uh, and you know medically it makes sense. We don't have to prove the hadith or surah salam, but we can we can understand from a medical perspective why this is so important. And water is also so important uh, because we need hydration all the time. Uh, we need to hydrate ourselves. And uh, and one of the most common times when people do drink water is is uh, during meal times. Uh, so again, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so people ask sometimes, uh, what is you know if you say one third, one third, one third, uh, what is one third? How much is one third? So you you know you have to ask yourself. You can take water. You can you can uh, use water as an example. Uh, if you drink a glass of water and you feel okay with it. That's one third. Now you need to have a glass of food, which will be which will be one third. So you can imagine how little that is, and that's what our body needs to survive. Absolutely brilliant, there, doctor. And uh, you know, many say that we're living in the age of affluence, uh, where you know we just walk walk into the supermarket and we buy with our eyes, but we also eat what we buy, uh, doctor. And we always say, you know what? And if there's food there, if you know, and you're full. He said, no, but I paid for this thing. Let me finish it. Uh, living in an uh, environment of uh, affluence, you know, maybe if you look at the Muslim communities, most of us are living in that mode. Uh, how does that uh, affect us in overindulging, Doc? Uh, yes, that's a very important question, that what we buy from the supermarket is very, very important. And, uh, you know, you can compare other people's buying to your people's buying because of the, the trolleys are all open. You can see what the other people are buying. And you can see, you can absolutely see that those people whose trolleys are full of chips and cold drinks and chocolates, uh, you know, you can look, just look at their size and it will tell you what that, what that type of food has done to them. And, and you look at people who buy 
no, uh, who buy healthy foods like fruit and vegetables, and uh, uh, you know, uh, and uh, and not many, uh, not much of the fizzy drinks and chips. Uh, you find you you look at their size and you can see the size would be different from the other ones. So uh, it's it's what you eat that makes up what what your body composition is. Because once you've eaten the food, you can't bring it out again. When, once you've taken it into your stomach, your stomach has to deal with it. Your bowel has to digest it, and it has to it has to be absorbed. No matter what you do, uh, the, the you know the body you you you, uh, you 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 create a problem for your body. So yes, it's very important. And in fact, it becomes even more important when we are bringing up children. We need to teach them healthy eating. We need to teach them the the correct way of buying things. Uh, and uh, we should not give in to them because children really, really do not know what's good for them. Uh, they will go according to what's good, what's tasting good, and what they feel uh, they, that they want. And uh, uh, but we as parents need to control that, and we need to give them a a sense of responsibility uh, for buying the, or buying things or eating things uh, that are nutritious. Uh, keep away those things that create harm. Uh, a lot of these foods. That we that we buy at the supermarket uh, contain artificial colors, flavors, and preservatives. They are artificial. Our bodies do not know how to deal with them. Uh, if you have them in small quantities, it's not a problem because your kidney will will try to get rid of them. Uh, your your bowel will try to get rid of them. And if that's not possible, they'll get stored in the liver. Uh, in sorry, in the in the in the fat cells. Uh, these things get stored in the fat cells and are released slowly in the body. But if you if you overindulge in these foods that have uh, that have artificial colors, flavors, and preservatives, and this I'm talking about are things like chips and uh, and and cold drinks uh, and uh, you know uh, uh, foods that uh, even tin foods and come foods that come in packets, uh, all processed foods, all the processed foods will contain some kind of artificial color, flavor, or preservative. And because they are artificial, our bodies are not made to handle them. Our body does not know what to do with it, uh, how to process it. So when it comes to the liver for metabolism, the liver really doesn't know how to deal with this thing here because it's a foreign material and it's, it's, it's never come across this thing before. So it pushes it back into the bloodstream and of course it gets stored in the, in the, uh, the kidney tries to get rid of it and if it's not possible, then it gets stored in our fat cells, and our fat cells then become toxic. So all these things take um, take a, a while to happen uh, over and over and over again. Uh, if you indulge a little bit in it, it's not a not a problem. But if you overindulge in it, it really really creates a problem. You're making a lot of sense uh, this evening. And, you know, whilst you're talking, I was thinking about this. Uh, you know, the Chinese uh, had this policy of one child only. I think the Japanese too. And then uh, what happened? Uh, the adults uh, really looked at the child as a very special child. But what they did, they overindulged the child, not only with the TLC, but with Chow, doctor. You notice that uh, when this uh, one child syndrome, uh, I mean, the child is uh, a heavyweight champion at the age of three or four. Your comments. Obesity in children is a very big problem worldwide, and uh, it is really of great concern because, uh, you know, previously we used to see diseases in people over the age of 40, and the typical one uh, is diabetes. Uh, we used to see them only in, in most of the type 2 diabetics were people who were over 40. But now, unbelievable, we are picking up di type 2 diabetes in teenagers. In fact, sometimes even in young, uh, in, in 10, 11 year olds who are, who are obese. So it's, it's a real worrying thing because once you have developed diabetes, uh, you are a problem because, uh, you know, you, 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 you may be able to get it under control by your diet and by exercising, uh, but it's, it's, a life, it's going to be a lifelong struggle. It's going to be a lifelong struggle to keep that under control once, once the diabetes has been triggered, especially in, in families where there is a family history of diabetes. If there's a family history of diabetes, the rest of the family have a very high chance of getting diabetes. So once you know that, once you know that, look, grandpa or grandmother or father or mother has diabetes, therefore there is a possibility that we are going to get diabetes. From now, we should take precautions not to overindulge in foods that will, that will lead us 
to get diabetes at an early age. So, so child obesity is a, is, a, is a major problem. And that, you're right, is due to overindulgence. It's due to the parents giving in to, to children uh, and uh, uh, giving them what they want, not what they need. And that's the important thing. Uh, the children should be given nutritious foods. They should be given foods that help build them up, give them a solid brain so that they they can think good and they can they, the brain can work to the to the maximum potential and their bodies are not overweight so that they can exercise, they can jump around, they can they can play uh, and uh, and in that way uh, keep fit. Uh, and because, because over uh, uh, obese children, you'll find uh, exercise less. They sit around more. Uh, they they can't be bothered about doing things because they are, it's true. It's an effort for them to do it, and and uh, because they are moving around less, they put on more weight, and and so it's, it's a vicious circle, and it just goes on and on uh, like that. So uh, usually it's the parents that, that are that, that are the problem. Our parents are giving the child whatever the child needs and not bringing up healthy children. Uh, well said, the doc. And uh, you know, how do you relieve uh, overindulgence? Uh, any uh, idea from you? I think we should look at uh, the end result. We should look at what you are aiming for. What are you? What are you? What are you doing? What now? If your child uh, with a, with children, you need to ask yourself what kind of adult do, do you want your child to be? Uh, and if you want your child to be a responsible adult, one who knows uh, how to select foods correctly. Uh, one who doesn't overindulge, uh, one who doesn't want things all the time, uh, one who re- who recognizes that all they need is uh, are things that that for daily living uh, and not extravagant things. If you teach these childs, these children from a very early age, uh, you'll find that it will not be an effort for them to continue doing this for the rest of their life. And you'll find yourself as well if you think about your own self. The, the things that you used to enjoy when you were a child comes back to you as you get older and you want to do those things again. Uh, although nobody's telling you to do it, you just get the feeling that you need to do it because it's ingrained in you. And that's what we need to do. So if we want good adults from, with our children, good responsible adults, caring adults with good character, we need to bring them up in, a, in, in that way right from the beginning, right from early, uh, early in childhood. Don't have these foods in the house. Don't don't buy these foods. You know, don't buy them. Don't have them in the house. Rather have fruit in the house so that if they feel hungry, they can have a piece of fruit or some, or some fruit, or they can have some dried fruit, or they can have some uh, something that is uh, nutritious for them, rather than giving them a packet of chips. It's very easy to keep a child quiet by giving them what they want, uh, and that's one of the one of the ways in which pe- uh, parents get away. Uh, by uh, by giving them what uh, the children need because it just keeps them quiet. So you can imagine a child who wants chips will see keep saying, I want chips and I want chips and they'll, they'll drive you crazy uh, asking you and asking and finally you're giving, you're giving and give them the chips. But it doesn't mean you don't give the child chips at all. You give them in small amounts, small quantities, that's quite, quite okay. Uh, it's not, not a problem. Uh, but uh, if the main thing, focus should be on healthy eating, and I'm telling you, if you, I've seen this. I've seen ch- our parents bringing up children without giving them any sugar whatsoever. And at at six, seven year, years old, these children do not have sugar in in their drinks or whatever else. And if they do have a sweet drink, that they'll turn it out, they'll turn it away, saying that this is too sweet. I can't eat. I can't drink this. It's too sweet. Or I can't eat this. It's too sweet. Simply because their taste buds have adjusted to a low sugar uh, taste. And that's uh, that's from childhood. Now, doctor, how would you react to an individual who said, "Hey, but Doctor Shafa, uh, Doctor Hafiji, and Shafat, you know what? I'm going to overindulge. I mean, I love my food, but I'll go and work it out in the gym." How would you react to that individual, uh, doctor? It has been shown that the ma- the major cause of weight gain is food, rather than uh, ex- uh, rather than getting rid of it by exercise. You know, you can you can have a bar of chocolate, and you'll have to work one hour at the gym to get rid of that. Uh, one bar of chocolate, medium-sized chocolate, is about 600 calories, and you will be you will be, you will really really be working very hard, maybe one and a half hours at the gym, and very hard with sweating it out to get rid of that uh, that one bar of chocolate from your from your system. And most people don't do that. 
and, and that's where there's an accumulation of uh, of calories uh, that puts on that make, makes people put on weight. So if people really really want to lose weight and they are really determined to do that, they should look at the diet uh, very carefully. It's not the diet only; it's it's also the amount of food that people eat. You see, in our stomach, we have uh, nerve fibers, which uh, which are in the in the lining in the in the muscle in the muscles and the lining of the stomach, and uh, as you eat and the stomach gets full, these 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 nerves stretch, and this stretching of these nerves gives the brain a feeling that you are you have now had enough. So you so so you stop eating because you feel oh no you know I'm full now I can't eat anymore, but as you eat more and more and more and more and more and more, the stomach distends and becomes big. And and because it has more volume now, the stretching takes place with a lot more food that that would be necessary to stretch the stomach. So people eating a normal amount of a normal helping of food will not feel satisfied because the stomach is so has become so big that it, and stretched that it, it's it's not stretching anymore with that amount of food. So you have to have more food to make it stretch and, and give you that satisfied feeling. And that's the reason why most people overeat. And and they, they they eat two or three helpings when they actually should be eating just one. And again, we come to the to to the hadith of Rasulullah which says that food for one uh, is 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 food for two, and and food for two is food for three, uh, food for food for four. You, so what Rasulullah is saying is that uh, when we when we when we eating food, the amount of food that we are actually dishing out for ourselves will suffice for two people actually. And 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 we don't really need that much of food, and the dietitians will also tell us the same thing as well. But if if we have overindulged in the past and we've eaten a large large portions of food, our stomach has distended with the result that we will not get that satisfied feeling. And you keep saying that you know I'm a big person. Yes, you are a big person because you've been eating too much, uh, and now. Uh, your, your stomach is distended, so you need to now shrink your stomach down, if I can use that word. And the way to do that is to have small helpings and, and go on like that for about three months, and your stomach should return uh, back to its original size again. So that takes quite a lot, quite an effort, uh, because uh, you, uh, you, know, for you, you'll be, you, you think you're hungry all the time. You think you're hungry all the time, but in fact, you've had enough food to sustain you uh, for that period of time. Yeah, doctor, looking at uh, messages coming through on the screen, and this one says, uh, Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Farooq Hafiji. We love your shows always. And uh, I want to tell you, Dr. Farooq Hafiji, my uh, sister-in-law has a, um, a, a son who she spoils uh, silly. And you will watch his behavior, doctor. He's uh, very uh, naughty. He's unwilling to listen to uh, adults. And he sulks when he doesn't get anything. But he is so overweight, but he thinks he's uh, something. I'm so sad for the mother and for the child. Doctor, how do you advise? You know, children love boundaries. Uh, We don't don't think so, but children love boundaries. They need to know how far to go, like like train lines. You need to show them how, how much they can have and how little they can have. There, there, there needs to be a balance between uh, what what they have, what they want, and it it also um, not only as far as food is concerned, whatever else, whatever else they do, uh, they need to be guidelines for the children. And once once you set up the guidelines, it takes a little while for them to understand this. Once you set up the guidelines, they themselves will know that they have overstepped overstepped the guide, overstepped the line, and they'll they'll come back uh, into into a line again, and. Uh, uh, it's like a game for them, and and for us, it's very important for us to do that. But if you have no boundaries, if you have no boundaries whatsoever, and the child is allowed to do whatever they want to do, you have no control whatsoever. And to get control, uh, to get control of the child after that is very very difficult. Uh, the other important thing is that if a child misbehaves in public, you can imagine what's going on at home. So if you want your child to behave well in public, you need to have your child behave well at home. You need to start at home. You need to ma- you need to discipline your child so that the child does the things that you want them to do. Children don't know what they need to do and what and and how much they need to do. They have no idea. But if you set your boundaries, uh, you don't have to be cruel to them. 
you just set the boundaries that you you think are reasonable boundaries and you make you make sure that they stay within those boundaries and within a short period of time children will get used to that and once they get used to it uh, and, and they will start behaving better at home and and of course behaving better at home will make it easier for them to behave outside the home and uh, uh, that will be a, a quite quite easy to do so so this disciplining and uh, and preventing this overindulgence of everything not only food but overindulgence in attention overindulgence in uh, in playing games or whatever it is that they do uh, all this you know these days the computer games uh, children play play for hours and hours and hours which is not a healthy thing this is overindulgence the parents allow it to happen because they are out of the way the parents can do whatever they feel like uh, this is not on to bring a child up properly you need to stop this in uh, this overindulgence in all the other, in, in every aspect of the child's life and then, and you in that way you mold the child into a very uh, responsible good adult yeah i'm looking at a message from kasim he says assalamu alaikum dr farooq hafeezi jazakallah khair for a cool show this evening i want to know doctor does uh, overindulgence uh, cause depression maybe in older ages or when you become more senior because uh, this overindulgence definitely leads to more health issues uh, doctor uh, yes uh, overindulgence can uh, usually with, as far as food is concerned overindulgence with would result in overweight now if this continues the person will become obese and of course no nobody really wants to be uh, obese um and in fact it has psychological implications as well uh and uh, the people and that in itself can make people depressed because it affects relationships it does affect relationships and it and it and it creates a a uh, uh a, a a situation where the 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 person may feel that uh they are not good enough and 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 may lower their self esteem <clears throat> and this doesn't apply to everyone it uh, i'm just generalizing but uh, the majority of people who are overweight are really not happy with their body shape and the, and the, and uh, uh the way they look and that can create depression in them and of course the depression can go both ways it, it can it can go uh, in in them overindulging in food or underindulging so if they are if they are depressed and they are underindulging they will lose weight and if they are depressed and they are over uh, indulging they will gain more weight which worsens the condition which worsens the depression uh, it's just a vicious circle again that they go into uh, creating a problem for themselves so they need help and help is available all over the place you know whatever whatever help they need is is available uh, the problem is uh, does the person want to change that's a question they need to answer do they want to change uh, and uh, do they want to change for the better and and make their life a bit easier uh, even if it takes you one year to lose the weight so what it doesn't matter as long as you've lost your weight in one year uh, your your feel better your self esteem will improve uh, your depression will go and you start feeling better anonymous sister says uh, doctor whenever i'm shouted at i want to go and overindulge is uh, this bad for me i know it is bad she says and i uh, i'm prone to this what type of condition am i suffering from doctor yeah this is emotional indulgence uh is 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 it's emotionally related and usually it's a throwback from childhood uh, when something bad happened to you uh, somebody gave you a chocolate or a sweet uh, to make you feel a bit better uh and sometimes we do that even now with children which is not the right thing to do uh so the child associates the sweet or the chocolate with uh with and some something bad that has happened to the child some emotional turmoil uh so that association remains with the child and in adulthood then uh when something bad happens to them which makes them upset emotionally upset they start crying they now start looking for that to, for that food uh, that may, that calm them down when they were a child and so they would be looking for something sweet some chocolates or some something that they can indulge in and and of course in adults uh if you if you don't have control over those things uh you will you will, you will finish not only one bar of chocolate you will finish quite a few bars of chocolate to make you feel better and and of course that doesn't help you because uh it creates more weight uh, it could create more problems uh for you so uh that that uh, you know the thing to do is to recognize 
that this is what happens. Once you've recognized it, then you admit to yourself that, look, you know what, this is what, this is, what is happening. When, I, when, I, when I'm emotionally upset, um, then I tend to overindulge. Okay, if you want to overindulge, go for things that won't make you put on weight. Go for some fruit or go, go, for, go for some vegetables uh, that you can have uh, that will not make you put on weight. Go for things like popcorn, which, uh, which uh, you know, which has no calories or very little, or very little calories. Calories. Go for those foods rather than foods that um, that are high in calories, uh, which will make situations worse for you. Uh, Gafar says, uh, Doctor Farooq Afiji, Shafaat, let me be honest. If it wasn't for food, I won't be a happy man. And even when I'm going to function, if there's no chow, then I get depressed. What do you say, Doc? Gafar got us there, Doc. Yes, that's uh, that's true. A lot of people go to these functions for the food, actually. And sometimes some of them will even take a Tupperware container to bring back food from (laughs) from the venue. Uh, So, you know, um, yeah, it it is a problem. uh, And it means that the focus is not right. Uh, Shafat, you know, all this has to do with our nafs. And if we can get our nafs under control, uh, it's all to do with the nafs requiring more and more and more. Uh, if you don't subdue your nafs, uh, you require more and more and more of everything because the nafs will go wild and ask you uh, for things that uh, you really you don't need uh, just to satisfy yourself rather than uh, what, you, what you really need for, lo- for living on a day-to-day basis. So, uh, you know, so uh, the focus is now not in this person. Focus is not on the wedding or, the, or, or, or visiting the uh, the, the, the nikah ceremony or the, or the reception to make dua for the person who was just married. The focus is on food, uh, which is uh, not uh, not appropriate. So uh, you know uh, this uh, you know this needs to change. I know it, it makes a person feel nice, uh, and and a lot of, a lot of these people say I only live once, and uh, therefore they indulge in whatever they want to indulge in. Uh, but that's not right. It's not right. It's not what Allah Taala and and Rasul would uh, would approve of. Uh, you talk about the people bringing Tupperware and so forth. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a point perhaps we need to uh, you know emphasize here is uh, you know when you do things like this in a function, people are watching you. And I remember many years ago there was this gentleman, you know, uh, quite an affluent guy. But he actually had a Tupperware and he was taking the whole dal and he was pouring into his uh, big Tupperware and putting it away. He say, hey, Shafat, make a plan and you have some to us. But, you know, it actually shows uh, you have no refined disposition and that uh, people talk, uh, doctor. So besides that, uh, you know, besides people talking, you are invited to a, a meal and that meal is, is supposed to be what you can enjoy yourself. Uh, it's not for you to take home. Uh, because if, if everyone took some of the food home, uh, the host will have to have cook double the amount uh, of food, and that's not fair on the host. Uh, so uh, unless you get permission from the host, unless you ask the host that, look, I would like some, if there is some leftover, I wouldn't mind taking some home. That's a different story. That's, that's, not, uh, uh, not, that's, that's acceptable. Uh, but uh, if you just do that without the, the host's permission, uh, it's not acceptable because you are take, you are taking food away with somebody which somebody else may be deprived of towards the end of the function. Uh, and I've seen this actually where uh, you know people have got this Tupperware container and they dish out food in their plate and they dish out in the in the Tupperware container and there's hardly any left uh, in in the bowl uh, for others on the table to eat uh, because this person has 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 taken most of it. And, and 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 so it's 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 just not on. But people do that, you know, and uh, it's not a not a good thing to do. Uh, this message says, uh, Doctor, whenever I overeat or overindulge, and uh, then I take a walk, but my side starts paining. Why, Doctor? Because uh, the side the side starts paining because the stomach is a container, and uh, the stomach is then suspended from our back wall. Um, the, the, from from our back wall of our of our abdomen, uh, so it's like a suspended bag. So if you if you've eaten food or and if you start walking and especially if you start running, this bag goes up and down and up and down and up and down, stretching the tissues that are that are attaching it to the back wall. That's where the pain comes from, and it's and 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 so 
after eating, we're not supposed to be walking, um, you know, hard walking, or we're not we're not supposed to be uh, jumping around. Uh, we're supposed to be resting for at least an hour uh, so that the stomach can get empty, so that this bag effect, that dragging of that bag, uh, doesn't doesn't occur. And we we also find this not only uh, with food um, indulgence, uh, where we, we've eaten a lot of food and then we've been jumping around and call, and, and 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 this bag has been going up and down into our in our abdomen, uh, stitching these back attachments. Uh, it happens with constipation as well. Uh, if we are if our if our colon is uh, uh, is, is uh, full of um, waste material, and uh, uh, we run. Uh, it, the same effect occurs again because that's a container, uh, and uh, that goes up and down as we are running, and and there's a stretch on the tissues attach uh, which attaches the colon onto the back wall, and of course that stretching causes pain, and and, and we notice that quite often uh, in people uh, who are constipated and they run, they come complaining of abdominal pain, of stomach pain uh, when they run after after running, uh, so. It's a bag that is that that is going up and down uh, with your running or walking that creates a stretch which causes the pain. Uh, this message says, uh, Doctor, I've been told uh, that when I overindulge at the end of the day, I should try a healthy smoothie. It will hydrate me and even make me run to the loo. Uh, any truth in that, Doc? Uh, no, it's just something that uh, gives them the opportunity to have uh, more calories. <laughs> um, and more something sweet, and uh, that's not on. A glass of warm water will work, will work just as good. Uh, it'll, it'll it'll stimulate the bowel to make the bowel empty, and it'll give them the hydration that they need. A plain glass of warm water uh, will have the same effect as having that smoothie without all the calories and the artificial colors, flavors, and preservatives that go into it. Uh, so it doesn't mean you don't have any, but you can have a little bit. It's not not a problem. But again. Uh, it depends on the meal that you've had. If you've had a very high-calorie food um, meal, uh, then putting this extra smoothie uh, with uh, with high calories uh, is, is is just going to compound the issue for you. Now, Doctor, I'm going to share a story with you. The late uh, Sheikh Ahmadi, that Rahimullah, you know, I used to sit in his office, being his editor, and watch him eat lunchtime. He'll insist I sit with him, and he'll, you know, he'll share his chow with me, and I, I used to bring things for him too. But he used to have this habit of eating a large cucumber. If he had a roti and a tarkari, he'll eat that, and next moment you'll hear, Kachak! and he's eating this big cucumber. And he finished, uh, he just finished that cucumber, and he taught me to have that habit, but I stopped it because... Uh, I couldn't manage it, uh, doctor. What's your thoughts on that? No, again, we talk about moderation. It should be moderation in everything. Uh, so, you know, eating a whole cucumber is not something that you would really want to do. Uh, having a few sizes of cucumber is fine, but having the whole cucumber uh, is, uh, you know, is not the right thing to do. Of course, again, Cucumber, cucumber. The, the calorie content is very low. It has a lot of minerals in it, uh, and uh, and it is it is healthy. It is a healthy food. And eating the whole cucumber is not going to cause any health problems in in the in the individual. Uh, maybe cause the person to feel a bit full uh, more uh, quicker, uh, with the result that they don't indulge indulge in other foods uh, that may be harmful to the body. Yeah, doctor, I'm looking at a sister there here, and she says, Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Farooq Hafiji. I think overindulgence is a form of child abuse if you're spoiling your child, and it will cripple the child both physically and mentally and physio physiologically. Please, parents, catch a wake up. Doctor, I tend to give the sister 90 out of 100 for that. Yes, absolutely. That is true. And... Um... Uh, you know, we, we are given the children as a as gift from Allah SWT. It's like an amanat that, that Allah Ta'ala has given us. Like we are the trustees of these children. And uh, we need to grow them up in the most pure way, in the most best character, in the, in the best, in, in a pious way, uh, in, in a way that, uh, that, is, that, that, uh, that is good for them, in a way that uh, they have a body that's strong and healthy. Uh, and... Uh, so, so we, we need to take all this into account. It's, it's quite a responsibility to be a parent. Uh, so if we do all that, 
we are going to get well-rounded children. I'm not talking about well-rounded. I'm, I'm not talking about weight-wise rounded, but I'm talking about uh, in you know, uh, well-balanced children uh, in all respects. And that's what we are looking for. And everyone, and everyone would love to have children grow up into adults who are well-balanced adults. And that's what we're aiming for. And that's what our aim should be. Our aim should be to grow adults who, who are very responsible people uh, and, and people with good character uh, so that uh, and people who are pious. And so we know because the end result will be Jannah and that, that's where we want them to head. Uh, and we don't want them to, to, to go into any other direct direction. And if we start from a young age to mold these children into adults that would follow the Sunnah of Rasulullah and do things in 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 a way that portrays good character and a good akhlaq, uh, um, uh, a good character. Uh, then we are then we have achieved our our role as parents. Uh, so I think it's important for us to to be able to do that. Uh, brother says assalamu alaikum brilliant show indeed uh, doctor i love you for the pleasure of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jazakallah khair for that and he says uh, doctor i have uh, these uh, symptoms on me constipation diarrhea abdominal pains and also my heartburn uh, you know am i uh, perhaps overindulging doctor no for all those symptoms you need to work out how much you're eating and what are you eating and are you eating too many spices and are you eating too many fried foods? Because those things would actually cause the symptoms that you have. Uh, but I, I think if it's been going on for a quite quite a while, it depends how long it's going for. If it's been going on for quite some time, you need, and, and it depends on the age of the person, uh, they need to be investigated to find out what's actually going on. Uh, is it an ulcer in the stomach? Is it a, is it some problem in the bowel that's creating the the, the the pain and the discomfort and the constipation. Uh, if the uh, if, if the investigations are negative, um, everything comes back normal, uh, which then it's fine. Then then it means that uh, the problem is uh, that you know you, it may be a functional thing. It may be something that you are doing uh, which is creating the problem. So you need to look at what foods you are eating, how much you are eating, and how you're eating it. Because again, not chewing the food properly, not chewing it properly, giving gives the stomach Hard, a harder time to digest the food. You need to chew the food properly. And people who eat in a hurry, people who are rushed at eating, they, they, they gulp the foods down, are not chewing the food properly, with the result that solid foods are going into the stomach and digestion then becomes much more difficult and the whole process becomes difficult, causing pain and discomfort and, and bloatedness and all kinds of things. Uh, Makbul wants to know, how does uh, overeating affect uh, the mental health, uh, doctor? Uh, overeating doesn't really, uh, you know, it doesn't affect mental health as much as uh, as such, but the effects of the overeating will have, will cause a problem uh, as, as far as mental health is concerned. And uh, the main factor there is, again, obesity. The main factor is uh, overindulgence will will eventually lead to uh, overweight and overweight over a period of time will become obese and that's what creates low self-esteem causes depression uh, causes difficulty in moving around uh, and the more overweight you become the more you will ask people to do things for you rather than you doing it for yourself which means you are cutting down your activity even more with the result that you put on more weight uh, so uh, you say you know it, it, it just goes on and on so i think the mental health uh, will, will will be affected if your body, uh, if, you know, if your if your body is not uh, if you're not caring for your body uh, as you should with obesity. But uh, overindulgence in itself, no, in in people who are emotionally dependent on overindulgence, will feel very good actually after indul- after overindulging, uh, because that's what uh, makes them feel good. So mentally, they will feel very good. But uh, unfortunately, the effects of that overindulgence can create other problems for them. Now, doctor, I don't know, you better correct me here. Uh, many years ago, you know, when I was a lighty and they said, hey, I'm getting uh, acid reflux and all that. Then so, hey, take milk of magnesia. I mean, that was like everywhere, even when you put the radio on, milk of magnesia. Talk to me about that, doctor. Uh, yeah, you know, you see, that's, that's magnesium. That is actually magnesium. And... Uh, uh, we do get, we still, we still have magnesium products on on this, on on, on uh, in the in the pharmacy, uh, to 
calm the stomach down, to cool the stomach down. Uh, but it's not something that is recommended because uh, you are you you are you know you you are going to increase the magnesium levels in your because the magnesium has to go somewhere. If it gets absorbed into your bloodstream, uh, you're going to get more and more magnesium, especially if you overindulge in it. Uh, so that's why it's gone out of vogue actually because uh, they found that uh, people who are uh, taking too much of, of, of it uh, are uh, developing other problems uh, through having too much of it. Uh, Halima Ben says, uh, you and uh, Dr. Faru Kafeji are too good. Allah bless you all. You all make us feel very nice. Okay. And she says, uh, Doctor, how do I flush my stomach after eating too much? Well, this is a, a, a condition called bulimia. Uh, and in fact, what they do is uh, people who want to overindulge and then they feel guilty about overindulging and they feel that they don't want to put on weight because they have overindulged. Uh, what they do is they try and vomit the food out again. That's one way of they, they, try, they try and do that. They try and vomit the food out again. This actually happens, actually. And the other way they do, the, 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 the other thing that they do is they take a laxative so that that food doesn't get a chance to get absorbed into your into their body. Uh, they, they, they take a laxative so that they get diarrhea, so that the food that they've eaten comes out, uh, so that you know they, they are spared the effects of that overindulgence. Uh, so that's that's a that's a that's regarded as a mental problem. That it's it's a it's a men, it's a mental illness that needs to be um, resolved. So they really need. Uh, counseling and they need to find out why they're doing that because there may be a reason why they're doing that uh, and as long, as long as they know the reason why they're doing that uh, treatment becomes much more uh, important or much more much more effective so uh, that's that's called bulimia it's a, it's a medical condition it's a it's a mental health problem and uh, that needs attention they, they, they really need uh, they really need a treatment for it well, I'm looking at this uh, message on the screen from Faisal, and it's uh, giving me a, yeah, it's giving me a problem also. It says, uh, Dr. Farooq Kafiji, how would I know that I'm uncomfortably full? <laughs> Doctor? Well, you know, you, the first sign of, of you feeling full, that you've had enough, you should stop eating. Because that's when, as I said earlier, the nerves in your stomach have, are now stretching because of the stomach stretching. And that means the stomach has had enough. Now you need to uh, stop there uh, because you need a little bit of space in the stomach uh, for the stomach to churn the food. Uh, so uh, you, that's where you should stop. Uh, but many people don't stop there. What they do is they say, oh, well, I'll have a little bit extra of this. Oh, I feel like a second helping. Although they've had this, this satisfied feeling, they still go for a second helping. And when they go for the second helping, of course, now they're stretching the stomach even more. And of course, then they will really, really feel full as if they have overeaten. And then that feeling is not a very good feeling uh, if you have overeaten because now you've, you've overstretched your stomach uh, and the stomach doesn't feel very comfortable. And the stomach has a real problem churning the food down now because it has no space in it. And it becomes a bit, becomes a bit difficult for the stomach uh, to mix the food. Uh, you know, says uh, you, Dr. Farooq Afiji, I've been listening to you for many years and uh, you've always been a top radio doctor also. He says, uh, can eating uh, too much uh, cause a brain damage, doctor? Uh, no, it, it won't cause any brain damage. It depends what you eat. Uh, of course, if you're eating healthy foods and if you're eating good foods, it's okay. But again, if you're eating a lot of uh, a lot of foods with uh, artificial colors, flavors, and preservatives, yes, it will have an effect not only on your brain, but on your liver and your kidneys as well. Uh, so these, these are the, the liver is the one that sorts the food out uh, to make it digestible, for, to make it, uh, 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 to, so the, change, the liver change the food so that our bodies can use it. Uh, and the kidney gets rid of the toxins, the, the, the waste products from, the, from our body. Uh, so these are organs that are flushed with these foods that we eat. And of course, um, they will be affected if we have too much of artificial colors, flavors, and preservatives. So if, that's the, if, if the overindulgence involves those foods, yes, the brain will be uh, affected as well. And, uh, but if you're eating healthy foods and you overindulge, it's not going to cause any problems to the brain. 
Uh, this message says here, yeah, Doctor, uh, I drink a lot of water before meals and uh, even during meals. I eat very little then and I'm very healthy. This is my tip to the people. What do you say, Doctor? Yeah, well, again, we come to the stretching of the stomach. So if you, if you have water before your meal, there, there is already contents in your stomach. And of course, if you eat food on top of that, it, it's going to expand the stomach a bit earlier with the result that you feel full a bit quicker. Uh, with the result that you won't eat as much. Yes, that works. And that's a good way, that's a good way of, uh, of uh, doing it, uh, to, to, eat, to eat less. If you drink water before you eat, uh, that's fine. That will work quite well. Uh, this message just says, uh, Doctor, what's your views on having a warm water with uh, lots of lemon juice at uh, the end of the meal? For me, it has been working. No more heartburns and nothing. And I feel top of the world. Doctor, how do you react to uh, that uh, message there? Yes, that's that's fine. There's no problem with that. Uh, uh, warm water with uh, with lemon is fine. It's not going to create any problems. No, alhamdulillah. And uh, you know, uh, uh, the important thing that uh, you know we didn't talk about is that uh, people, you know, having the soft drinks and uh, drinking all that. Uh, perhaps you know when they're bloated, when they're overindulged. And they say, hey, let me have enos and let me have uh, something like an effervescence or a carbonated drink. Uh, that's a big no-no, doctor. Yes, we have found that uh, these uh, carbonated drinks are creating uh, real major problems in the body. Uh, the reason for that is that, remember, these cold drinks are just colored sugar water. That's what they are. And they have preservatives in them. And they have artificial, artificial colors. Uh, and so... Now it's even worse. Now, because of the sugar tax, uh, they are using artificial sweeteners as well in, this, in these uh, fizzy drinks, uh, it's, which is making the health situation even worse. So now, uh, you, you know, you, we, are, we are finding that people who are over... In, you see, there's another problem. We used to find uh, kidney stones in people who were older before. Now we are finding kidney stones in young people, and we are finding kidney stones in even teenagers. Which has which has never been the case before, and if you if we go into the history, we find that uh, these people drink a lot of fizzy drinks, there are a lot of carbonated drinks. Um, <clears throat> car carbonated drinks, they are you know they when you consume a lot of carbonated drinks, which are the fizzy drinks, you you, you that 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 carbonate has to be excreted by the kidney. So that when when the carbonate is excreted with the, through the kidney, it mixes up with calcium that is excreted by the kidney as well. And we get a calcium carbonate stone. And, and, and that's become very common uh, in, in younger people. So those people who drink a lot of fizzy drinks are, are at risk of developing kidney stones. Uh, and uh, it's one of the things that we are uh, making people aware of, that you know one glass of, of fizzy drinks is okay, it's not a major problem, but having too much of fizzy drinks is gonna create a problem for your body by giving you kidney stones and other effects, which we, we uh, you know, which are too numerous to mention, because it does cause uh, of the bloating of the abdomen, indigestion, heartburn, reflux, uh, as far as the digestive system is concerned. And then, of course, we go on to the artificial colors, flavors, and preservatives, uh, where the body doesn't know what to do with those things. Uh, that creates another problem uh, for them. And of course, uh, these fizzy drinks have quite a bit of sugar in them as well. And, and they can uh, make you put on quite a bit of weight. And in fact, uh, you know, I can remember one patient of mine uh, who, uh, who was quite obese. And uh, I told him, you know, he used to drink two liters of Coke a day. Uh, and uh, I told him, you know what, you, you, you know, you have to stop this. Absolutely stop it right now. Uh, and so he stopped it. And within, within two weeks, he lost 15 kgs uh, just by doing that, just by stopping the fizzy drink. Uh, he lost 15 kgs in two weeks, um, so you can imagine, you can see how much of weight this thing, uh, these these uh, fizzy drinks can can put on you. Athair says, uh, Doctor Farooq Afiji, we Indians uh, love our tea. I'm prone to drinking uh, 12 cups a day, but this is how I live. I hardly eat any food. Uh, can that have any side effects? Because I'm still very healthy. Doctor, how do you respond there? No, that's an un unbalanced diet. That. Uh, it's not. Uh, he he may think that he's he's okay, but his organs may be struggling to to function. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not the right thing to do. Uh, it's again 
Uh, it's not a moderate uh, diet that we are supposed to have as Muslims. Uh, it's, uh, we must try and avoid extremes of whatever sort. And uh, uh, that, uh, that sounds to me like a very extreme uh, diet. And I think, uh, uh, you know, it may work for him now, but as he gets older, it may create a problem for him. Doc, uh, you know, if I have to give you a choice, tea or coffee, what would you take? Well, I usually drink tea because I have a problem drinking coffee. It gives me uh, irregular heartbeat. Uh, so I, I, I avoid coffee as much as I can. But there are individual variations and people, uh, people who, have, who drink coffee um, will, will, you know, um, um, will have no, no side effects. In fact, new evidence is suggesting that drinking coffee is quite healthy. Up to three cups of coffee a, a, a day uh, actually helps the body to function a bit better. Uh, as far as antioxidants are concerned, uh, keeping the brain brain active, keeping the brain uh, alive, uh, functioning, and keeping the person active uh, during the day. Uh, it has been shown that uh, there's more and more evidence is coming out that coffee uh, drinking is, is good as far as you don't overindulge. Uh, you have two, at the most, three cups of coffee a day. It's fine. It's, it's, it's not going to create any problems. Tell you, Doctor, always a pleasure being with you, and perhaps your parting words uh, this evening. Yeah, I think we again we look at our religion, which is such a wonderful religion that we have, uh, with a with a Sunnah of Rasulullah which is absolute guidance for us uh, and uh, for us uh, as far as the living is concerned. Uh, we should follow the middle line. Uh, we should become moderate people, uh, not extremes in any way. Uh, moderate and in our thinking, moderate in our in you uh, know in, in our clothing, moderate in our uh, in our material things that we have, our houses and cars and everything. We should just look at ourselves and tell ourselves that, you know what, we need to moderate and, and live a moderate life. And uh, that will be a very, very happy life. Uh, and I think in all aspects, including food-wise, uh, we, should, we should be moderate in whatever we, we take our, uh, into ourselves. What a brilliant evening, Dr. Farooq Kafaji. Doctor, you have a beautiful evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for the Isha Zan, and inshallah we will continue after that.